Two Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here with a little something extra to kick off today's show. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's going on, Joe? What's going on, everybody out there in T-bomb land? Is that is that going to be the new? You think that's going to be a catchy phrase, T-bomb? I'm, I'm uh, going with it. I'm, I'm, it's from here on out. It will be T-bomb. It'll be a thing. It's just easier, isn't it? It, it saves some time, even. Um, <laughs> it, uh, but but uh, I'm hoping so. Uh, I think it's a pretty cool acronym, so to speak. Right. Um, so what's going on? Anything on your end? I got, I do have a lot to talk about today. Should I just jump right in there or what? Uh, you know what? Yeah. It's, as usual, I'm just living the dream. So <laughs> I, I know you have, you have, you know, a, a lot of interesting facts for the opening of, of today's show. So uh, yeah, well, sure. Jump on in. Yeah. As everybody knows, um, we always start the show off with the most important things. Uh, and, and there's a little, there's a little sarcasm there. Sure. Um, but, um, this again is my cookie. It's, it's my chance to talk about something that will benefit you only if it's a trivia question worth a million dollars someday. Yeah. So, so pay attention because you'll be thanking me later. Um, just some, some interesting facts from like, once again, we're going to go back to, to our era, you know, the seventies, eighties, early nineties. Yep. And, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that era. Isn't that shocking? So. <laughs> So, you know, let's talk about the wonderful world of music in movies. So I bet you that caught everybody's ear right there. Um, there's some great theme songs out there, right? I mean, th- they just remind us. As soon as we hear that song on the radio, we can immediately put the scene to in the movie right there with that song. You know, if you think about, you know, even like, an, an, you know, just talk about the orchestra part of, of theme music like Jaws. Yep. As soon as you hear that song, oh, you immediately you hear that, the first two notes. That's, you yeah, know, I mean, it is. sure. Exactly. I mean, I couldn't get in. I was seven when that movie came out. And I couldn't get in the bathtub, let alone the ocean or, or a lake for about Swim, four months. Swimming pools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Star Wars, obviously the Rocky theme song. It puts you right where, you know, it mm-hmm. puts you right in the action. You remember exactly what part of the movie that's in and so on and so forth. Sure. And, uh, you know, and there's other, you know, other great songs also that are actually sung. Uh, and, and we all we all love that part of the, of the movie. So, you know, when we're talking, though, when we're talking about about the 80s. All right. There's one name that reigns King Supreme when it comes to tying together music and movies. And there is no argument here. It's Mr. Kenny Loggins. Certainly. Uh, uh, I mean, hands down. Right. I mean, he was all he was all over the place when it came to to 80s movie music now he was also i mean he was a great uh artist from from the 70s he was no more for his soft rock but he could dial it up when mm-hmm. when necessary uh and he had some other you know some other hits in the in the 80s that had nothing to do with movies but but the movies were everybody was after him directors producers they wanted kenny loggins to sing in their movie for the most part he was known for the theme songs of the particular movies but he also had a lot of songs that played during the movie as well you know, you take, for example, Footloose, all right? He sang the title track to the movie, Footloose. Everybody mm-hmm. remembers that song. But he also, in the middle of the movie Footloose, had the song Heaven Helps the Man I'm Free. Long name. Uh, loved that song. I don't know if you remember that song. I don't um, remember that song. Yeah, but I love that song. And, and, and so that was in the middle of the movie. Um, he did the iconic 
opening song to Caddyshack. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's crazy. I never even realized that he did that. I mean, in hearing it now, it's like, oh yeah, I guess that was him, wasn't it? It just, yeah. I never, never even realized I, it. I mean, could you imagine anybody else singing that song? No, and as soon couldn't. as you hear that song on the radio, mm-hmm. you can't help but picture Bill Murray and and and, and Chevy Chase. Oh, and the Gopher! I see the Gopher yeah. dancing. Sure, the Gopher <laughs> dancing. I mean, it's automatic. And then he actually did "Nobody's Fool," which mm. was the song to Caddyshack Two, which was a complete disservice to the first movie. Sure. Um, anybody who saw Caddyshack Two, you want to talk about a nightmare? Yeah. But um, it shouldn't ever even happen. But the song <laughs> I loved. Uh, and you can't, everybody's got, you has to remember meet me halfway from the movie over the top with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. The arm wrestling, the movie. arm wrestler. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a great song. That was a great movie, but probably, you know, everybody's waiting right now, uh, mm-hmm. for me to say it because probably, uh, the movie that put him at the top of his game was that high flying action adventure starring Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Val Kilmer, Tom Scarry, Kelly McGillis, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards, and, and the, you know, the, the Rick, the, 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 the list goes yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, well, I was thinking of another actor, the guy who played Slider, his name was Rick something, and I can't think of his last name. <laughs> so my ADD was kicking in quick. Uh. Um, right. <laughs> so there was a slew of other actors that started their careers off in that movie. And um, halfway through the movie, he was brought in by producers to uh, sing a song called Playing With The Boys. Now, if mm-hmm. anybody remembers that, uh, ladies, remember that because that's the volleyball scene. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the shirtless volleyball scene. I love the song. I don't really care about the scene. <laughs> um, but I do love the song, and it's an iconic scene, obviously, in that movie. But it's the opening of the movie, and the song that pretty much put him at the top of his game Sure, uh, that we're going to talk about here, and that song was Danger Zone. Uh Every time that song comes on, you immediately think of uh, the the jets uh, firing up, the engines firing up, and that jet taking off from that carrier in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can't help but just start thinking about that movie as soon as the song starts playing, before you even start singing. Every time the song comes on, not one person does it for at least a second picture of these fighter jets, right? Sure. But, but here's today's, all that being said, here's today's absolutely worthless fact that you may need in a pinch one day. Remember this, folks. You're going to be thanking me later. If somebody wins a million dollars out there, I don't want a dime, but you better thank me. No, no, I want it. Uh, you give me a dime. You give me more than you give me at least 100 dimes. Uh, okay. Oh, well, you're, you're, you're ticking big right now. Yeah, I am. Uh, so, so listen to this now, okay? For those of you who didn't know this, some of you may. The song was originally written because you have to remember, a lot of times these people don't write the songs, the artists. They're written by somebody else, mm-hmm. and then they bring an artist in to sing the song that they think would fit perfectly. Well, they didn't even think about Kenny Loggins singing this song. Not even the – it gets better. They actually called in Brian Adams and asked him if he wouldn't mind singing this song. Now, I liked Brian Adams, mm-hmm. all right? And I, I guess I could kind of see him singing the song, but not now. I mean, absolutely. They, not they almost have that same kind of like gravelly voice that can write. It, yeah, I mean, he, other if it wasn't Kenny Loggins, I could see Brian Adams being the, the very next person to be asked. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll give him a little bit of leeway here. So, sure. so he turns it down though. Yep. And and now there's a story here. Okay, I'm going to tell what how I interpreted it. I think you have a, a different thing you're going to talk about in a little this bit. Is the, but a different place that I found it. That's all. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll see a hundred different versions of it. But sure. Yeah. Allegedly, he was irritated. Mm-hmm. With the glorification of the U.S. military in the film, Brian's Brian's Canadian. I have a hard time <laughs> believing. I have a hard time believing that 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 part is true. I think somebody mixed it up somewhere. Can, can I? You're gonna, you're, oh, go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. 
Did yeah. I finish reading? So, yeah. Well, well, the song the song is in limbo now because Brian sure. Adams says no. Right. Sure. Sure. So, so they go to the band Toto. Now Toto was asked to perform another song in the movie called Only You. The song fell through. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it fell through. The band took their toys and went home, refusing to even bother trying Danger Zone mm-hmm. once their song was taken out of there. So they were mad, basically. Right. And, you know, as I said above, Loggins was already in studio recording, playing with the boys. The song that they called him up to do in the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they went to him, you know, possibly the third person at this time. There may have been more. And, and asked if he would try it out. And the rest is, is basically history. And, and, and today, could you imagine? Listen, again, I like Toto. I can't see them doing danger. Yeah, no. I, no. I was I was saying the exact same thing. Well, here, I'll tell you this. First, well, let me go with some of the things that I had found as usual. You know, okay. whenever I know what you're, you're I kind of look in, try to de- dive a little deeper. Uh, sure. Yeah, Toto, it never would have made sense to me. I just can't see the same people who, who sang uh, uh, Africa being the ones who sang the song yeah. for. Well, they had, some, just- they, had some, they had some better songs, Roseanne. Rosanna, um, uh, hold the line. They, yeah. they had some, but I still, I can't. I see still it. can't hear it. No, Ario no. Speedwagon was also asked. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and, they and, were asked, and and they they turned uh, it down for the same reason. Someone else had penned it, and they were too big. They wanted to work on their own music. Yeah, and and that was a big problem that they were running into is that a lot of people were like, "No, nah, somebody else wrote it. It's really not my thing," and and they just kind of left it there, but. Of them all, and I'd already said this, I think Adams would have been the top contender. Of, you I, I know would what think I mean? so. so. I would think so. And Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, Ario Speedwagon. And, I and can't see that. Here's the thing, too. Now, like I said, I read about his Brian Adams's convictions yeah. over some of uh, the songs well. But it was more that he didn't want to do because he believed it glorified war. I, be- I could believe that. Yeah. I and, believe that. you know, it, it, again, there's probably hundreds of other reasons out there. But um, here's the thing with Brian Adams. He was basically an army brat, just it was more a, di- a diplomacy brat. Okay, so because in Canada uh-huh. it was different. Uh, his father was moving all over the place, and to a point where his father became a diplomat for the UN. Um, you know, so so I don't know that like uh, so much as far as and uh, being against so much glorification of the U.S. military. Um, as it would be with the whole war thing, because again, if his father was a member of the UN, we know that that's uh, more dealing that deals more with like peace treaties and trying to keep the peace, right? And, I can believe that. I can believe that. Yeah. More than what I found, I thought what I found, I was it was a little um, inquiry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sure. Inquiry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like again with his father being a part of the UN, he for certain probably wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, too too quick to jump on if this was something that was going to be about glorifying war, if that's what he right. felt, and that's pretty Could much be. it. But hey, it's not like we we lost out. Um, Kenny Loggins got the gig, and <laughs> and as you no, said, it, it, yeah, I, I mean, the rest is history. I couldn't see anybody else ever singing that song or any other song he's done. Right. But um, so there's that, and I hope everybody uh, had their pen and paper out, and I hope you wrote all this stuff down. Absolutely, absolutely. Because <laughs> again, I want my. What did I say a thousand times? <laughs> No, no. Well, oh, now you upped it on everybody. Yeah, I got to. I did some mental math, and I'm like, 100 times. I'm not getting anything out of this. That's why I told you, boy, you're really, yeah. really uh, going after some money here. Yeah, I don't even think a thousand times. I'm probably still shorting myself. But no, I, you're still, you're still <laughs> going to have. Don't quit your day job. I can tell you that right now. No, I. Which one? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. so, so, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to talk about the importance of warming up before exercising, 
it sounds tedious to even say or even think about, wow, we're going to do a whole show on this. But seriously, there are some things that I don't think we consider because we've always been told to warm up and stretch before we start exercising. Um, and again, somewhere along the line, it just got more tedious uh, than than feeling beneficial. Uh, right. Perhaps what we have in store will shed some light on the matter for for folks, though. But you know, also we wanted to to kind of insert a quick disclaimer here as mm-hmm. far as how folks are going about listening to our shows in what order. Really, you can listen in, uh, to this podcast in any order you desire, and you're going to get something out of it. But to truly get the most out of the show, you should really consider starting the, um, you know, starting at the very beginning. I think it was uh, the intro, the intro, right. And just mm-hmm. moving forward in order chronologically. Um, you know, it, again, you can get a lot out of the show otherwise, but if you want to really, because the way that things are explained, especially when we talk about intermittent fasting uh, and there's a litmus test that we'll be putting future uh, nutritional um, diets or nutritional uh, lifestyle lifestyles, lifestyles. Thank you sure. um, mm-hmm. uh, to the test with. So it would be more beneficial to listen in order, but it would. All right. So uh, we're going to listen to a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back with the importance of warming up. So stick around. Welcome back everybody. Um, so what we're going to talk about today, this kind of actually real quick here, we're going to talk about warming up and, this kind of just fits right into what you just said before we went to our, our, our uh, ending our first segment there. When we talk about following the shows in order, um, we're kind of and right here looking at the physical side of things. We're talking about the very beginning of exercise, warming up. Mm-hmm. And, and so you kind of don't want to get into explosive movements, you know, or set reps in terms of how many sets, how many reps, how does that change over time, so on and so forth. If you don't even have the proper warm up in place it doesn't make any sense so will you get something out of that show when we do that show about explosive movements and so on and so forth yes but if you follow the shows in order you kind of can put things together as you go right uh so so just uh it it just kind of dawned on me while you were saying that you know what this is an example right here what we're going to talk about today sure but um so you know you know when we talk about when we talk about warming up uh, everybody cringes, uh, not everybody, but most people do because, and everybody has a different idea about what, what warming up is. So some people really believe in the benefits of warming up, but they don't really know what the benefits are. They right. just know that they're told to warm up. So, so they have a, a kind of an idea, maybe what it's about, but they don't actually know. So we're going to try and tackle that right now, um, in today's show. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, we, we, we talk about the physical, the, the biggest problem that we see is that we get, we get too excited. And we forget about, you know, preparing ourselves for the physical journey Right. Uh, on a daily basis. For that matter, the warm up is completely missed. Why warm up? You know, folks, I want you to picture this. I, I can remember in my powerlifting days, especially when you go into the gym and my head's on a swivel. I, my biggest problem is I can't stop watching everybody. Mm. I, I love to watch people and I'm a people watcher. And so. <laughs> The warm-ups that some of these people would do, uh, there was one guy, he would extend one arm out. He would then take the other arm and grab the elbow, pull it to the shoulder opposite side. Then he would repeat on the other side, and then he would get right on the bench with 200 pounds on the bar. And I would think to myself, wow, man, that guy's strong. You know, now this is the young me who, who if, if sure. I could bench 200 pounds at that time, I don't know. But, but, but I didn't realize, you know, I could remember this guy. You know why? Because within about six, seven months after knowing him, he would always complain about his shoulders. Sure. Shoulders are killing me. <laughs> and and um, 
And you never knew. I didn't know why, but now I do. Well, what's odd there, uh, too, is that he's warming up his shoulder. Well, he was doing something. He wasn't really warming him up. Well, I'm, I know you're going to get into that. But he was actually doing something that affects the shoulders when he was about to work the chest. <laughs> well, the sh- and the shoulders also, but he sure. wasn't warming up. Sure. He was doing what we call static stretching. And right. we're, we're going to get into right. that. So, right. yeah. So, so first let's talk about, we're going to see a list, you know, um, what are some of the benefits of warming up, mm-hmm. right? Number one, increasing your body temperature, increasing your respiratory rate, mm-hmm. preparing your cardiovascular system, raising your metabolic rate. Who doesn't want to raise their metabolic rate? Right. Burn fat. Increasing the efficiency of the nervous system is extremely important. We could do a whole show on that. Increasing your rate of muscle contraction. Now, this is your ability to perform explosive movements more efficiently. Mm-hmm. When you're going to do, if folks, if you're doing anything when it comes to Olympic weightlifting, when it comes to plyometrics, uh, which means measuring explosiveness, mm-hmm. uh, more detailed, complex movements, okay, multi-joint movements, you must be able to increase your rate of muscle contraction. It is extremely important to help prevent injury. I'll tell you right now too, one of the things that I'm, I'm involved in, the, the main thing that I do for working out when it comes to boxing mm-hmm. um, and the amount of rotation that goes into, I mean, from the heel of your foot up to the, up to your fingertips, um, right. you really have to have, you know, it's, it's super important to have that kind of, uh, um, you know, that kind of thing going on as far as, right. well, God, everything you just said, really. Uh, what goes hand in hand with that as well, what you were just talking about and what I was just talking about with muscle contraction is muscle elasticity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's extremely important for your muscles, to, your muscles to be uh, elastic, all right, to have elasticity within them. And, and there's so many reasons why. And then in, increasing flexibility of the muscles, increasing range of motion in the joints. Mm. Huge. It's absolutely huge. You have to be able to move in so many different planes and so many different directions. And when you're doing that, you have to have a, an increase in the range of motion to help prevent injury. And, and t- uh, Tony, if I may real quick. Sure. When sure. you're dealing with, especially with somebody like me, where I've explained in the past, you know, I have this uh-huh. horrible back issue, right? Mm-hmm. But there's so many muscles around the back. Other people who have other back issues, they may not realize this, uh, how how your hamstrings actually affect your back because everything is intertwined. If you have really mm-hmm. tight hamstrings, if you have really tight, tight quads, it's pulling on hips, it's pulling on hip flexors, it's pulling mm-hmm. on your lumbar. You know, if you don't have that elasticity, if you don't have that range of motion, especially in your joints, oh, I'll easily throw out my back. And then I'm mm-hmm. down for two to three weeks with, you know, I, I can barely do anything, let alone work out. Right. And, you know, we're going to do a show. Um, I, it's actually one of the shows that I have written down in our list of things that I, I can't wait to tackle, mm-hmm. but I have to keep pay. We have to have patience, mm-hmm. but folks, as a corrective exercise specialist with the international sports sciences association. Okay. As a corrective exercise specialist, I could tell you that what Joe's talking about is how you have pain in one area of your body. And it's actually another area of your body that's causing that problem. Yep. And we live by, uh, as a corrective exercise specialist, we live by, and physical therapists live by this too, chiropractors. And, and that rule of thumb is proximal stability. Yep. All right. Proximal stability is equal to distal mobility. All right. So, so your, your ability to be stable within the hips, lower back, and that region of your body, your mm-hmm. center of gravity, will in turn cause you to have more mobility in 
your hands, your arms, your fingertips, your toes, your feet, and so on and so forth. Your jaw. Your jaw. If you if, if you guys remember in the in the past uh, podcast, I'd mentioned something how you know everything was going on with my anxiety, and it, it was it started with a pain in my jaw. Lo and right. behold, it was the way that I was leaning forward on my computer in editing photographs and things like that. It mm-hmm. was horrible posture, and it had everything to do with with things that were going on with my lower back all the way up into. Um, it, again, it was just one area of the body affecting another. And yeah. at an extreme, you would never think my jaw hurts. Maybe I chewed something too hard or you would never think that it has to deal with the amount of pressure you're actually putting on your head just by being misaligned or not having oh, so that type much. of flexibility. And yeah, yeah. They, there's a lot there, but still. So much to talk about. That's going to be a great show. But, but And so we don't get too far off the beaten mm-hmm. path, even though that's all great stuff uh, sure. that we're talking about now. So, you know, what we like I said, we listed probably six or seven things in a row there. What, what's the importance of all that as a whole? Okay. So, warming up the nervous system, more specifically the central nervous system. A lot of people see this written down a lot of times as CNS. Mm-hmm. It allows you to recruit more muscles to aid in more power and more explosiveness in your movement patterns. It is absolutely essential. It also allows for dilation of blood vessels to allow more blood flow to the muscles and greater delivery of oxygen, which is what essential, all right, to an effective workout as well as an effect as as well as your effective well being. Mm-hmm. I should say, okay, it, it, you have to have these things: range of motion, flexibility, huge for easier movement and injury prevention. Strengthening the heart will always be a huge benefit. To, to, to sure. everyone in their journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, warming up to prepare the heart is essential in this process. You have to have the heart ready. You have to have the lungs ready. Your breathing has to be right. You have to have the body warmed up. And, and everything else I'm just, I'm listening up here and above it and, and talking about. And, and of course, we, we did mention earlier metabolic rate. And who's going to argue with increasing this more efficiently? Right. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Tony, real quick, I wanted to, to touch sure. on. I, I think a lot of folks also forget the heart is a muscle. They do forget. You know, I mean, they just think it's an organ. Uh, and, and, and is it? I mean, what, which is it? Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I know, is it an organ made of muscle? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Okay, I found uh, it. it, it is. It's, it's, part of your, it's part of your circulatory system. We have 11 systems in our body, and the heart sure. is the main the main part of that particular system. Um, and that, that kind of goes without saying. Sure. But it is a muscle because it contracts and it lengthens. Mm-hmm. Okay, when it right. beats. Right, yeah. Sure. Uh, and obviously the whole purpose is blood flow in, blood flow out, mm-hmm. sending blood, you know, and has the contractions have to be, you know, the pressure has to be so much to allow the blood to flow through all areas of the body. So you're essentially uh, warming up your heart as well. Uh, well, and, 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 and that's the simplest way to put it. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, and so getting back to the metabolic rate, I mean, right. you can't really argue with that. Uh, and, and so on and so on, it, it, increasing your energy levels. Calorie burning, which is not the most important part. You've heard us say this in, in other shows. Nope. This is why we talk about chronological order of the shows again. Um, but nonetheless, I need, it is a need and a good tool to have to help you increase energy levels, feel better, all right? Feeling better about yourself during your workout. Feeling better during your workout, all right? right. Having more energy. So it's, it's extremely important. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, my question then would just simply be, you know, how do we go about doing it and for how long? Because I think this is where a lot of people just start to fluff off the warming up bit. Because like you said, we get overly excited, right? 
We want to just get sure. into the exercising. But also it's like, oh, I got to warm up. I got to, and then, uh, obviously we're going to be talking about cooling down too. And it's like, oh, there's another 20 minutes to my exercising and I don't have time. And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and obviously that's not true. Uh, specifically to warming up because that's what prepares us for exercise. But so like, again, how and, and for how long? Uh, so, okay, let's, let's move into how, and you know, how, how do we structure the warmups is, is basically what you're saying. And you know, there, there should always be, ladies and gentlemen, there should always be two or three parts to the warmup. And when I talk about the third part, you'll see it's, it's for a specific situation, but definitely the first two are something that you should always do, mm-hmm. depending on what you're doing that day. And uh, the dynamic warm-up movements are the movements that everybody should be doing to prepare themselves for battle. I always say that. I say it to my athletes. I say it to anybody that, that is talking about training with me when you're getting ready for battle. I look at it as, as a battle. Uh, you're trying to win the war. you got to win each battle. And that day, whatever exercises you're doing, that's the battle. Mm-hmm. And, and to warm up for the battle, dynamic warming up is absolutely essential. I know I used that word a million times probably in the show, but that's because that's how important this is. Um, dynamic meaning you're warming up while moving, jumping jacks, plyo jacks, jogging in place, butt kicks, high knee runs, jump rope. Uh, these are the type of things that are dynamic, getting your breathing up, getting the heart rate up. Okay. Getting the blood flowing through the muscle. We talked muscle. We talked about dilation, right? Get, understanding the importance of oxygen intake and, and uptake. So, you know, basically, then we move on to specific warmups after the dynamic warmup. All right. So we're going to talk about that, and then the third part, which is only used at specific times, is your skill training movements. Mm-hmm. So, dynamic warming up is necessary to raise the heart rate, increase your breathing rate. What did I just say? Right. And get the blood flowing through the body as you dilate your blood vessels. You have to have this stuff happening to prepare yourself for battle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you you asked you did ask the question about how long. The dynamic portion of the warm-up should be anywhere between three and five minutes. Um you can easily, easily get yourself ready to go uh in three to five minutes from the dynamic warm-up standpoint. Um, and I've already given you guys some examples and when we really get into warming up and, uh, you know, down the road would love to even do a video where we actually demonstrate a warm up and how it should be done. Um, you know, and have people, you know, capable of clicking on that link so that they can see, I'll actually do the warm up. I'll have my athletes do the warm up. Any one of us can do the warm up. Simple YouTube video that we can put a link in the, in the description too. Sure. So now here we are, we've, we've warmed up for, for three to five minutes. And so now we're going into what we call our specific warm-up movements. All right. So what is that? All right. So this particular warm-up goes into a focus on the body parts that you will be working on during the workout. Movement patterns, so to speak. Um, let me give you guys, let me give you an example. If you're going to be doing lunging with weights, mm-hmm. all right, then Doing movement patterns in lunging formation, whether it be a standard lunge, a speed lunge, a 45-degree angle lunge, doing that with just your body weight in the warm-up, whether you do it for 10 seconds for each leg, whether you are doing a a certain number of reps, 10 to 15 reps on each side, two times each, with your body weight only, you're in a specific movement pattern that is allowing your body, your brain to send signals to those muscles to say, this may be the movement pattern we're going to be doing for quite some time now over the next hour. 
and, and therefore helps the body understand what movement patterns are going to be engaged in by the individual, okay, with intensity levels increasing over time. So, you know, in other words, holding dumbbells while you do it yeah. or whatever you may be doing, whatever type of weight you may be holding, medicine balls, kettlebells, whatever it may be. So that's, that's, a, that's an example right there, okay? Right. Or here's another example. We, we talk about partial movements. So doing a partial movement during this specific warm-up, let's say you're going to be doing, for those of us who do Olympic weightlifting, let's say you're going to be doing cleans uh, as, as your explosive movement during the workout. You've already done your dynamic warm-up, whatever it may have been. might have been five-minute jog on the treadmill. It may have been the elliptical for five minutes. It may have been riding the bike for five minutes. It might have been jumping rope. It, whatever it was you did to get that heart rate up, get that breathing up, get the uh, blood flowing through the muscles, get your body prepared for battle. Now you're in that specific uh, movement where you're still warming up and you're going to be more specific to what it is you're doing that day and cleans is your, your weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. So you find a partial movement within that multi-joint movement. So cleans involve a lot. And one of the things it involves is a front squat. So in your warm-up, you could do three sets of 15 to 20 reps, body weight only, positioning yourself in a front squat position, and doing 15 to 20 reps, maybe three sets. No weight at all, but it's preparing you partially for that full movement you're going to be doing as you increase your intensity over the workout. Make sense? Yeah, it does. And yeah. I, th- I think also, that, you know, you could also find sp- uh, specific combinations of, of uh, uh, movements as well, right? Oh, so definitely. if you know you're going to do cleans and you're going to do lunges, you could very well do the front squat and then do a reverse lunge, front squat, or um, front squat, yeah, and then like a, a, a forward lunge and just kind yeah. of, you know, you could always mix it up. Uh, yes. and, and that way you're not going to more than killing like two, three birds with one stone. Yeah, and, and again, the key is body, <clears throat> as I lose my voice today, mm. I, I, you know that I, I lose my voice every show. I think I'm going, I think I'm 13 again. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so again, body weight only in the specific move, uh, movements of warm up, and because you're going to increase intensity as the workout goes on. Sure. Right. Sure. But to grab to grab 135 and start cleaning it without any warm up, you're asking for you're asking for more problems than you could possibly imagine. Even if you don't get hurt during the workout, watch what's going to happen to you maybe a day or two later. Sure. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. So so you have to understand that that that's extremely important. So that's that's the first two parts. Right. The dynamic warm up and then the skill training. OK. But um, I'm sorry. The specific warm-up training mm-hmm. now let's talk about the the skill training okay right. so we're looking at skill training which like i said before it may or may not be included in the warm-up uh it's not a necessity but there are times when it is all my trainers out there that do group training skilled warm-up is a tool you should be using i really believe that there should be i'm here's i'm thinking about doing this for for this would be a show more for anybody who is a, a trainer Sure. So, so that they understand during group training how you handle that situation because you could have so many people with so many different skill sets. And if you have a group of eight people and you have one guy who is an absolute beast, right, who could just genetic freak, so sure. to speak. Sure. And then you got this guy over here on the other end who's never touched a weight in his life uh, and they're in the same group. You got to understand how to how do you do that as a trainer? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How do you work? So skill training is extremely important here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my brothers and sisters, because uh, group training one on one, 
and the reason why this extension is important, it's basically the end of the warm-up, at which point you as a trainer can go over with a group, okay, of people, like I just mentioned, some of the more complicated or hard-to-do movements that need worked on. So, so basically, it could be either a refresher course, if you've already done these before on certain movements, uh, that people in the group need to practice, and you've noticed that over time during this training cycle, however long your cycles are. Um, and this way you can it, – it's, it's actually the warm-up, so you could pay closer attention to each individual. You could pay closer attention to detail. Offer advice. Offer instruction on what they may need to do to make sure they are doing the exercise properly. Or, or even more important, okay, it's an opportunity for the trainer to maybe offer – a more simplistic way to do the exercise or something that's not so difficult for the individual who is just beginning or who's having a hard time with that particular movement mm-hmm. because you don't want to get somebody hurt. Right. So, you know what I mean? Or, so or, individual, or discouraged, you know what I mean? It, yes. Yeah. It's, you don't want them ending up discouraged either. Yeah. Until they're ready. Once they realize that they're doing it with relative ease and they're ready for the more complex versions of the movement, then you can move on from there. But, but the skill training should be at the end of the warm-up, where you can actually take some time and go through what some of the movements are going to be that day and make sure everybody's on board. Mm-hmm. And then you can either increase intensity, uh, decrease volume, whatever it is you need to do, um, cut the movement in half, pick a different movement, pick a more complex movement, depending on what each individual needs. So that when you get to that part of the workout, everybody's on the same page. All these things I'm talking about right now in a warm-up are extremely important. And, and, and you need it with the skilled part being used in different situations, okay? They're definitely needed. Dynamic and specific are needed. Skilled, different situations. Depends on what, what's going on. Yeah, now, you now you asked in the very beginning, Joe, and, and I didn't really answer it besides the fact that I said what the dynamic warm-up should be three to five minutes. Right. It could be longer, by the way. Uh, let, me, let me throw this disclaimer in there. What I mean by it could be longer. If it's if it's mid-afternoon, folks, and you've been up all day and you've been moving about around and about all day, mm-hmm. a three-minute uh, dynamic warm-up, you can really get it in if you push yourself to, and you really warm up for three minutes, not 10 seconds on, 30 seconds off. Yeah. I mean, if you really warm up for three minutes, you can get it done. But you better go every bit of five, if not six, seven, eight minutes if you're waking up at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Your muscles and your body in general have been, your tendons, your ligaments, your joints, they have been at rest for hopefully mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine hours. And so you really need to ease your way into the warm-up, all right, walking in place, high knees in place, just walking, warming up, and, and, and then moving into a more explosive dynamic warm-up. And you need to do it over longer periods of time. Your body's not up. You have yeah. to wake your body up. Yeah, I, I, you know what I can tell you. For me, uh, first thing in the morning, I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off, getting the kids ready for school and getting them off to school and coming back. And I have my own little routines that I do. Yeah. By the time I get that in the in in the first two and a half hours of my day, I've I've walked, um, and this is crazy to think about because my home is not a very large one. Uh, at least thirty two to thirty five hundred steps. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot because you figure that's just in two hours. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I almost do it. I do it on purpose because I know that, you know, based on when I'm going to work out, um, I've been 
doing all this craziness around the house, I'm already basically warmed up. And then yeah. I do the warm up in my routine, which is more specific because again, it's a boxing program. And so, uh, you know, we're doing things as far as our shoulders and our upper back and, you know, um, more specific movements to sure. get ready for, as you say, battle. Right. Right. And, and, and here's another example. I can hear myself. St- I still do that. I, I get so, there I go. I get so excited. It's eh, 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 eh. Uh, <laughs> folks. You should, you should, you want, if you want to be entertained, tell my brother in the comments that you would like to hear him edit the show when I am doing this. Uh, it's quite entertaining. <laughs> it's quite entertaining. Eh, 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 eh. That's all you hear. Listen, like I got to say though, when we used to be, when we were younger, we used to play cops and robbers. Tony had a mm. mass. He was the best at making the machine gun noise. Like you can never get past them. No, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, that's just because, like I said, I get I get too excited, and I can't slow down. So that being said, as we move on in the show, as you know, we go off on a beaten path sometimes. You're sure. talking about we're talking about time. Mm-hmm. If I took the whole warm up and put it together, and let's say it's the dynamic warm up and the specific warm up, ten to twelve, maybe fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're implementing the skill training portion, definitely fifteen minutes. It's if you're going that far into it, you definitely are going to go about 15 minutes. If you're not, 10 minutes will get you through the first two, mm-hmm. the dynamic and the and the specific. There was an interesting article in 2018 in, in the Harvard Health Publishing uh, that that listed dancing. Uh, everybody, everybody's ears went up <laughs> as a great warm up. And honestly, honestly, I, I agree. As far as the general warm up is, the dynamic warm up. Is concerned uh, now, you know. Before getting into specific warming up, uh, hey, if, if you guys want to get your John Travolta on, uh, <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. Uh, it, I mean, it'll be entertaining for those around you if you're at Planet Fitness, but <laughs> but they, you know they may make you leave. The lunk alarm the, might the, go off. They'll kick. Yeah, they'll kick you out. The, the lunk <laughs> alarm might go off, but but nonetheless, I mean. It is. I mean, when you think about it, you're basically warming your body up, doing everything that I mentioned up above as far as what a dynamic warm up is all about. Um, so we're not done. Listen, we're not done with this concept. We're not. Uh, you can't just uh, most concepts that we talk about are never going to be one and done. You're going to hear us talk more and more about this stuff in future shows on a regular basis. We're going to talk, you know. How to group together exercises, like I said, a, a video or, or several videos on how to fit all these in the, you know, into the categories we mentioned, all three categories to, you know, prepare you for the, the core portion of the session, the proper way, the, the core portion being the actual battle, the intense battle sets, reps, everything you're doing after the warm up and before the cool down. Right. Now that we know about the importance of warming up before exercising, how about the even easier to forget about cool downs? Mm-hmm. All too often, it's like, okay, I'm done exercising, time to go. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk all about why that's probably not the best approach. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Now, you know, cooling down, right? I think this is even a bigger problem than warming up. And here's why. When you're warming up, a lot of times, you see a lot of people, they have, they have great warm-up routines. Mm-hmm. And their mindset, there's that, right? Their mindset is getting, we're getting ready to, to tackle an intense situation for the next 
unfortunately, some of them two hours. I don't, I don't understand that. No. We're going to talk about that sure. uh, in future shows. Soon, um, actually, soon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very soon. Um, and and so, uh, what I would like to hear is forty-five minutes to an hour and fifteen minutes. But um, so they're they're getting ready, right? They're preparing themselves for this battle. So the warm-up is a more of a focus. There's more of a mental focus to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's over, it's the whoo, you know, like. Uh, cooling down will be great. I'm just going to go ahead and sit on the couch and let, you know, everything just cool down. Yeah. And, and, and on my ride home, I'll cool down, you know, if I'm at a gym and, and not at home. And so that is a, uh, that's a problem. It's a whole different ball game. And at times, you know, I, I see hundreds using this concept to warm up and 99% of the time, this type of stretching should not be used to warm up, by the way and less strategically placed in the right spot as we warm up. So cooling down is the concept called static stretching. Now, first things first, when you are cooling down after a workout, the first thing you need to do is to find something that helps you slowly bring your heart rate back to normal, slowly bring your breathing back to normal. There's breathing techniques that we use. There are different – you should not come to a complete stop right after the workout, okay? You need to slowly, whether it's get on the treadmill and walk at a two pace and check your heart rate, figure out what your resting heart rate and your working heart rate is, trying to get as close to your resting heart rate as you can as you slowly continue to move but a lot slower – with a lot less explosive movement as the body resets itself. And when you get to that area where you're breathing normal again, where your heart rate is starting to drop back to normal ranges again, then you go into static stretching. Mm-hmm. People use static stretching a little too often during the dynamic portion warm-up. What is static stretching, right? Static stretching is basically, folks, if you can follow me for one second, I'm going to give you a real simple look, of uh, actual visual here. Imagine yourself standing up with your feet together and reaching towards your toes with your hands and holding it there for 30 seconds. No movement, no bouncing, nothing. That's static stretching. That is not how you stretch during the warm-up, okay? Only in a specific time during the dynamic warm-up should you do that kind of stretch and we'll talk about that that is static stretching and that is cooling down sitting on the floor picking one leg up crossing it over the other and we call it supermodel pose when you take your elbow against the outside of the knee and you turn your body in the opposite direction. there's so many think about just holding your body in place and not moving it okay that that supermodel pose i just gave is a very complicated one that just Try to visualize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that be that would be something that you would have to watch. But imagine all the stretching you do, where you grab a body part and hold it in place for thirty seconds, for twenty seconds. That is static stretching. That's the cool down. That's the reset. That's trying to get your your everything back to normal again. Reset your muscles, the joints, the tendons, the ligaments. Get your body back to normal again. Okay. From all the impact training that you just did. That's the cool down. That is the, the way you should cool your body down. So seriously, resetting the body after battle is what static stretching is all about, especially, again, after heavy weight training, high-intensity explosive training sessions. Now, when can you use static stretching in the warm-up? After you've done your dynamic warm-up. 
if you are looking to increase range of motion because you are going to be doing multi-joint movements, if you're going to be doing squatting and deadlifting and movements of such, okay, and you want to increase the range of motion and whatever body parts you're going to be using, in this case, your hips and your legs, it's okay to do a few static stretches for 10 to 15 seconds after you have warmed the body up just to increase range of motion. Not a ton of them, not 20 minutes worth, but just a couple different movements, all right, just given that one example that I just gave, to increase range of motion in that joint, all right, the joints that you're going to be using during that particular battle that you're getting yourself into. That's the only time static stretching should be used also in competition. If you're in the middle of competition, not the beginning, the beginning is dynamic warming up, which we talked about earlier. In the middle of competition, you can at times do static stretching for a minimal amount of time in the middle of the battle. So static stretching, the easiest way to remember this is static stretching at the end, dynamic warm-up in the beginning. Static stretching in the beginning only after the dynamic warm-up. If you are feeling kind of tight and you want to increase range of motion in the body parts in question that you're going to be using for that particular battle. All right, so not only does this help to reset the body, as, as we said, back to normal when we talk about static stretching after the workout, I, the one thing I don't want to do here is I don't want to confuse people when you say, well, he's saying static stretching at the end of the workout. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's saying you could put it in the beginning of the workout. And, and again, folks, listen to what I said. Static stretching after you do a dynamic warm-up, if you feel tight and you feel like you want to get a little extra range of motion doing a couple movements – but at the end of the workout with the cool down, when you do static stretching, those are 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 second holds mm-hmm. anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes long uh, or even 10 to 15 minutes long uh, at the end of the workout. So that's a completely different ballgame right there. But, you know, another another big reason why static stretching at the end of the workout during the cool down, uh, it also delays what we call DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. Uh-huh. Now. Those of you who don't know what DOMS is, um, you, I guarantee you, if you've ever worked out, uh, especially in the beginning, uh, when you first start working out, uh, it actually goes on. I, I still get sore. Um, yeah. So why they call it delayed onset muscle soreness is because it's always the second day yes. that's worse yes. uh, than the first day. Never the next and, day. No. And, and that is the lactic acid buildup mm-hmm. uh, in the muscle. And there's, there's a, scientific reason as to why that happens during working out and and we're not going to get too much into that okay right now uh there could be other shows for that for sure yeah but it happens the takeaway is it delays it and that's a good thing (laughs) right Right? it delays it well well basically what you're looking to do is to to limit the amount of soreness you're going to have and static stretching is a great great tool to use Mm -hmm. at the end of your workout to help to either prevent or not so much delay, but lessen the blow, so to speak, from the amount of lactic acid buildup you're going to have in the muscles uh, that you have been attacking uh, or had been attacking a day or two earlier. Okay. And so is that to say then, I mean, if you keep stretching, like, again, we know that it's never the next day, it's always the following. But if you keep doing like, uh, you know, you warm up and you do a stretch thereafter, is that is that going to help lessen it as you keep stretching through the days? I know that that used to help me. Um you know, but maybe, maybe it wasn't making it go away quicker. It just was going to take time either way. You know what I mean? You know, here's, here's the way I look at this. Uh, You have to flexibility. Okay. 
flexibility, mobility, stability, coordination. Flexibility is extremely important to have for so many different reasons. And you have to also watch stretching too much mm-hmm. or overextending your stretching. So I'm not a big fan of stretching all day throughout the day. I say if here's a, here's a good, um, a good plan of attack in my own personal opinion, my own professional opinion. Mm-hmm. I try to put my stretching day after a heavy workout day, where I'm going to do literally that day, I, I, it's like kind of almost a, uh, it's an off day, but I'm going to stretch that day. So I go with a 30 to 35 minute routine that I wrote up that I like to do where I hold every stretch between 20 and 30 seconds. I start mm-hmm. at my hips and work my way all the way out to my fingertips and my toes. And I don't do uh, what you're saying where throughout the day I continuously stretch this or stretch that. No, I mean just I each pers- day thereafter is, 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 is what I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't say each day thereafter. I say pick a day as your yoga day, mm-hmm. which is, is a great stretching routine. Sure. Uh, and pick a day as your static stretching day where it's an extended stretching day. It's not your static stretch cool down at the end of a workout. Mm-hmm. It is literally a 30 to 40 minute routine that you do where you hold in position so many different kinds of stretches for longer periods of time to help increase range of motion, to help decrease uh, the um, unfortunates of delayed onset muscle soreness, DOMS, uh, and so on and so forth. I don't say to do it periodically throughout the day. I say pick a day mm-hmm. and do that. Do it then for uh, an actual workout, as well as in the cool down after the workout. So let's just let's wrap up today. Let's let's sum, mm-hmm. let's summarize. Right, the warm up. There's three parts: dynamic, specific, and skill. Skill is not always used. But the first two should always be used. Make sure that you go back and listen to the show if you don't remember what we were talking about there, what dynamic is and what specific is. Remember and understand the importance of the warm-up. Increasing your body temperature, extremely important. Increasing your respiratory rate is extremely important. Preparing your cardiovascular system. We are trying to raise our metabolic rate. Uh, again, again, you know, when we talk about burning calories, not the most important part of it, but but mm-hmm. a great tool to have in the toolbox. Sure. Uh, increasing the efficiency of the nervous system, the central nervous system, increasing your rate of muscle contraction, muscle elasticity. We Remember we talked about this, performing explosive movements more efficiently. Uh, you increase your range of motion in the joints. You increase your flexibility in the muscles. You prepare the body for battle. And summarizing again as we close the show, you have to remember about the cool down and all the importances of static stretching and why you're doing that at the end, okay? And what the purpose is, is to reset the body. Slowly bring the heart rate back down. Slowly bring your breathing Mm -hmm. right back down. Reset the body and cool down slowly. Static stretching is important. Holding the stretch in place. Again, these types of routines, we are definitely going to have example videos where you can actually see this and understand what it's all about. This isn't the first, and this is not a one and done. We're not done with it. So I hope you got something out of this today uh, because it's extremely important to understand this before getting into the core of the workout. Uh, Definitely important to understand it. So that being said, okay, the next show, what are we going to be talking about? And this is just going to be a quick preview. It gives you guys an idea of what you're going to be hearing next week. Uh, So you have an idea of, of, you know, what we're going to be getting into. And I think it's always good that you know. 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you see TV commercial, well, those days are gone, aren't they? Uh, You couldn't, you couldn't binge watch Cheers. Uh, You had to wait a whole week. And so there was a preview of what was going to happen next. And so you got excited for the entire week because you couldn't wait. Um, That wouldn't work in today's world. Wow. Uh, So anyway, the preview of, of next week's show is going to be all about foundational training. Uh, so what is foundational training is basically, okay, what it is, it's, it's teaching either new trainees, people who are just beginning in the world of working out or those who have stepped away from training, um, uh, the training world in terms of exercise and conditioning, uh, for example, people who have been injured and have been out of it for a while, mm-hmm. it's teaching them how to build the foundation again. Okay. So what are we talking about? I always like to use the the, the building example, building a house. If you are in the Northeast, because this doesn't always hold true, but it does hold true actually, even if you don't have an actual basement. When you build a home, you have to build the foundation first. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who does have a basement, I want you to think about if they would have just put the house right on the ground and there was no foundation, there was no cement pad, there was no, if you have a basement, there was no basement bill first, your house is going to collapse. So you have to be able to build the foundation first before you go ahead and continue on and build the rest of the body. Therefore, there are certain movement patterns that you have to have and get into, all right? And you have to be able to to, uh, perform correctly uh, before the body is ready for that type of battle. So foundational training, uh, I guess that's the easiest way to put it, but there's so much more that goes into it. Um, That's going to be what we're going to get into next week. Uh, You know, exercises that should be, you know, you should be able to be performing them correctly um, for, again, for beginners and people who may have been injured and people who have been out of the game for a while, people who have not worked out for a while. Uh, Extremely beneficial in so many different ways. You can't just jump right into anything. You have to make sure that your body's prepared for it. So examples are being able to do a push-up properly, being able to do a pull-up properly. The proper technique and form you should have when doing a squat, a body weight squat for that matter. And these are just examples of, of foundational training. And we're going to talk about the importance of them. We're going to, we're going to talk about so many other exercises you can implement with them, how long you should do foundational training for before you jump into more exercises and how you can tell when you're ready to go to the next step and to the next level. And that's going to be all next week. I think it's going to be a great show. You, you, uh, it's going to be a very important show. All jokes aside, I know I always say it's going to be the most important one. It's going to be it's going to be a very important show. It certainly will be. And until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Be the best to you, everybody. Take care.